Greetings and salutations and welcome to the saga of Steve Rogers. My name is Tom and I'm glad to have you here. If you're here for the first time, you're going, wow, what's with this guy's voice? It's pretty fucking harsh. But uh, if you've been here before, this is sick Tom. This is what Tom sounds like when he's really not feeling awesome. Um, recording these intros on January 12th. Um, and I'm pretty, pretty feeling, feeling pretty, pretty feeling, feeling pretty horrible. So uh, please ignore the horribleness of my voice and enjoy the awesomeness that is E.B. Cotenord on the coming episode. So this is part one of my second interview with E.B. Um, spoke with her back last year, roughly around this time. It was uh, episode 211, 212, 213. If you haven't heard them, I'll put a link in the show notes, but depending on where you're listening, the show notes may not have the link. So you can go to sagofsteverogers.com and then search for episode 211, 212, 213 to hear part one with her. She's absolutely fucking, uh, she's a fucking delight. Um, she is an escort in Illinois, amongst other things. She is a um, amazingly funny person. Her Twitter is one of my favorite things. Um, I follow a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of celebrities, but some of the some of the best people to follow on Twitter are not celebrities because they're pretty pompous. Um, EB's hilarious. I'll put a link to her Twitter in the show notes also. Regardless, um, check it out. She's also got a podcast coming out soon. So once the podcast releases, I start to say drops like a douche. Once her podcast releases, I'll put a link in whatever episode is coming up when it comes out and I'll talk about it in an intro then. But without further ado, the Rodriguez report and then um, EB Cotenord part one. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Rodriguez report. My name is Asbel Rodriguez. This week, a war broke out. A nation that has been fighting over politics for the last four years like it never has before is now finding itself divided once again. But this time, politics isn't at the heart of it. The blame lies squarely on who has the better chicken sandwich. People are choosing sides and beefing over chicken thanks to Popeye's release of its crispy chicken sandwich. With just one addition to a fast food menu, the supremacy of Chick-fil-A and others was threatened. While Popeye's has been selling chicken for a long time, the chain never sold a chicken sandwich until now. Popeye's announced a new chicken sandwich on Twitter last week, and just like that, it was on. Chick-fil-A was under attack. Never want to let themselves be ignored, Wendy's jumped into the fight. When you talk about major hamburger chains, people talk about McDonald's or Burger King. Wendy's is hardly ever mentioned, and even though Wendy's has been selling chicken sandwiches for years, nobody is talking about them. A battle between who has the best chicken sandwich and Wendy's was being ignored. They put out a press release stating that they are tired of being treated like a red-headed stepchild. Did anybody in the marketing department take notice that they have an actual red-headed child in their logo? Anyway, they came out swinging and said that they had the best sandwich. Chick-fil-A never got into any kind of heated screaming match with Popeyes or Wendy's. They simply stated that they have been selling a great chicken sandwich for more than 50 years and that their customer loyalty speaks for itself. I know this all sounds silly, 
But this is America. America loves anything crunchy, salty, crackly, and good. And Americans love chicken. So combine the two and you have a winning combination. Which one is the best? Well, there is no best. The word best is subjective. Your best may not be my best. Everyone will have to do what I did. Try all three. You think this might be a simple thing to do. Well, it wasn't. Why? Well, Wendy's are everywhere, so that was easy. And I'm lucky that there is a Chick-fil-A around the corner from me. And when I say lucky, I really mean it. Broward County, Florida has almost 3 million people in it. There are only 8 Chick-fil-A's. But Popeye's? Huh. There are only four, and there are only ten in all of South Florida, and I'm including Miami and West Palm Beach. But around here, the closest Popeye's is in the hood. Now, I grew up in the hood, so I did not feel uncomfortable going there. But because of this damn food war, every time I went there, they were sold out of their chicken sandwiches. <laughs> the one thing that they're marketing, and they're sold out. Unbelievable. This made the news, and the anchor suggested that you use the app, confirm your order, and then pick it up. That's exactly what I did. And guess what? We have a winner. Popeye's is the best chicken sandwich I have ever had. If you have a chance to try it, try it. Followed by Wendy's. That chicken bacon club is incredible. And third is Chick-fil-A with its simple sandwich that is just a chicken filet, pickle on a buttery bun. That's your Rodriguez report for the week. I suppose now that we have a clear winner, Popeye's really was that fantastic, that I will go there for my chicken fat sandwich fix. Nope. There's a reason why Chick-fil-A is so popular. Aside from the waffle fries being so good that they should be illegal... Chick-fil-A has the best service of any fast food restaurant I have ever been to. And as such, I will always be loyal to them. Maybe if Popeye builds a restaurant near me, I would go there more often. But as for Wendy's, who the hell likes red-headed kids? Thank you for listening to this podcast. My stepdad works really hard on this. If you are easily offended, don't waste your time. If you like to tell a friend, I can't believe I have to tell adults this basic stuff. Hello. Wait, hold on. I'm get my Bluetooth turned on, and I thought that it was already connected, but it's not. It's not turning on. All right, we're just gonna. Oh wait. All right, there we go. Can you hear me? I can. Okay. Cool. Can you hear me? Cool. I can. Then that'll make it a lot easier for us to have a conversation. Huh? <laughs> I mean, it'll be less fun. I mean, I feel like it would be 
um, at least like a, an interesting challenge to try to record a podcast without without audio sound or video or, mu- or without yeah. mutual audio. Yeah. Or video. I actually did that one time. I'm at like 200 and this is episode 251, I think. And uh, I recorded an entire episode. Did you just fall downstairs? Um, no, I'm just, I'm dropping cans of pop. Oh. I'm just not prepared for any of this. So it's cool. It's cool. I recorded an entire episode right. where I recorded my end and not the other person's. It was it was an entire that wasted sucks. interview. It sucked really bad, really bad. Only done it once, but uh, it was it was not fun. Well, I mean, Shit this interview isn't going to be fun. So if you just like want to not record, my <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're, you're, the interview last time was not fun at all. It was not interesting and no. fun for me, and it wasn't my highest downloaded episode in the history of episodes either. No, not at all. See, this is a lot of pressure. Like, I have to no. follow that up now. No pressure. You don't have I'm to follow like, it up at uh, all. No pressure yeah, at all. Good. No pressure at all. Man, the last year, I got super boring. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You guys are going to hate me now. Your life turned completely um, milk toast and vanilla, right? No. Milk toast. Milk toast. Nice word. I like that word. Yeah, isn't that? Mm. I just made it up now, so we can like coin that. You, we could get it added to Urban Dictionary. We can, and then people would be like, "What's milk toast?" And we be like, "Not entirely sure." No, ask your grandparents; they'll remember that was something. Yeah. They used to, I think they used to eat it. It's nasty sounding. It means it means boring whore. That's what it means. <laughs> Jesus. We're not even gonna go with the premise of you're an assassin like last time. We're gonna jump right into. <laughs> oh well, I thought I thought that we like already like did that big reveal. Yeah. So. Oh oh my gosh! So if people are like listening to this like out of order, they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, she's a horse!" And I'm like, "Oh my god, no, she's an assassin." Maybe she's both. Dun dun dun. Maybe she's. Yeah. <laughs> So everybody, if you this is this is a, a follow up interview. So last year, I think in October we recorded, and I think I released it in November. Um, I recorded with Eb the first time, and it was the most downloaded episode of my podcast ever. So if you didn't hear that, you should go back and hear that. But don't don't stop this now because well maybe do I don't know. Dealer's I don't choice. Know, but like the bigger reveal. The big reveal has been spoiled. Yeah. So, Last time I was, we teased what her but job there's, there's was. Still, yeah. But, I mean, you can still find out things about Sting. Yes. Um, yes. So if you want if you want the latest gossip on Sting, well, the latest from, like, 1987. <laughs> the latest from when you were a um, child, then, um, next door. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find out, like, what was going on with Sting in 1987, then... In the suburbs of Chicago, you can listen to last year's episode. There you go. But there was a lot more. Trust me. It was it was like an amazingly fun. I don't know if we did two hours or three hours. I don't know. It was it was a lot of fun. So we go did back and check three it out. hours. We did, yeah, it was three hours. Well, it, it was. We just couldn't stop talking. Exactly. It was a lot of fun. So um, when last we spoke, you were you were prepping for a. Um, I don't know if you would call it an orgy. You had like a bunch of other girls and you were open, like having a, a group session. How did that work out? 
Yeah. Um, it was great. I've done a few more. So really, yeah, we have um, we, yeah, we have party. I throw parties, and I have like a bunch of my friends, and we have a bunch of our professional um dates. <laughs> we have our clients come in, and then we um all get into a room, and we um the boys bring snacks. So there's like food. Well, because like it used to be that like well, the first one, the idea was like I I brought food, but then like all the guests brought food as well, um, and so we just ended up with like a lot of food. Um, so now I do not provide food; I just have the boys bring it as like an offering, I guess, on top of like money. Like they also have to they have to give me money as well. They don't they don't just pay in <laughs> cheeseburgers or. Chicken oh wings. my god! Like, do not bring, do not bring cheeseburgers and chicken wings to an orgy. <laughs> I see. There, there I go showing my vanilla milk toast. What, what's an appropriate um, food to bring to to such an event? I wouldn't know. Okay, so this is actually like really funny because I have now now that I've had a few of these parties, um, you know, I have like a standard, you know, like rules and expectations and boundaries thing that I send to everybody before the party. Wait, let's um, go back. The first one, you had no rules. So what was the food you brought and what did well, they no, bring? No, I, I, did, I did have um, a rule thing, but it didn't include the disclaimer that I had to include later. Um, it, people bring like crudite, um, chips, fruit. Um, ever, so always somebody brings guacamole because I am have a reputation for being somebody who like loves guacamole. I've so, seen a couple guac posts on your Twitter. Yeah. 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 I've actually like dialed back on that because people were like constantly feeding me guacamole. <laughs> and I was like, I do really, really love guacamole, but it is not a great like date food because it has like, um, you know, it has onions, garlic, like, yeah. it, and it makes me feel like a little self-conscious about the whole like, we're going to be very close and intimate. And I just like ate like a mouthful of onions thing. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, so people were always, always bring guacamole. Um, sometimes there's candy, but it's, you know, usually um, it's, this is, it's, it's really is kind of awkward, but it's like finger food. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but I now had to put in like a very specific like in in the rules um, and boundary thing. Like you know, I'm like, oh well, you know, we invite the gentleman to bring whatever you know food because um, that's now kind of the tradition. Um, but then I have to like tell them to think about whether these foods are appropriate for <laughs> for the the setting right because like you know like fruit is great um flaming hot cheetos yeah orange cheeto fingers like the duh <laughs> not gonna look cute in so about 45 minutes when i i have very <laughs> very specifically had to call out flaming hot cheetos as a bad choice like not only is it like orange dust but it's also flaming hot cheetos and like 
that's going to be in my butthole and not just mine. Like, <laughs> you know, so. Okay. Um, you know, I, I mean, some people have more sensitive butthole. Like my butthole, my, like, you know, I'm a pro. I got this. Like, I, but like <laughs> not everybody's butthole can like handle like a handful or, you know, three fingers of like flaming hot Cheeto dust. Like, just going right up there. Well, you could so, stop at just the three fingers, but then the Cheeto dust on top of it. Not everybody's a three-finger girl either. Like, I, Or boy. Boy. Or boy. Or boy. I, you know yeah. what? Yeah. The butthole is, you know, a unisex experience. It is gender-free. Everyone, Everyone's butthole is an entrance. I, I've I've heard the exact opposite from a couple wives, so I'm not sure everybody agrees. But I, I like where your head's at. You know, I'm... they they just they just aren't trying hard. I mean, oh, well, I guess if they want it to be, like if you don't if you don't want to, you know, if you don't want to aspire to greatness, then you know you don't have to let people in. But it could be, it could be an entrance if you just want to let people in. But you know, if you want to be the kind of person who shuts people out because you're cold and um, uncaring and you just. <laughs> uncaring. I love that. It's like, if you don't care Cold enough. Yeah. You know, if you I know you're just going to shut people out, then that's, you know, that's entirely your prerogative. But I have a warm and hospitable open door policy to everyone who pays admission. So, so speaking of the paid admission, so at, at the, at the smorgasbord dinners here, the, the, the meetings with multiple people is the cost mm -hmm. like a flat rate. So let's say there's going to be three guys or there's going to be six guys or, or is there a limit? Like how do you, how does the logistics work out? Um, everybody pays the same okay. and I kind of base it based on like how many girls are going to be there. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, and then I also have like a limit because, um, you want the ratios to work you know, out. I want the ratios to work out. And there's also like space limitations, um, surface area limitations. Uh, okay. Um, you can only spread a tarp so like, big, like to keep all the... <laughs> fluids and oh, you, oils you know, and I, I like how you're like i like how you're like um oh i'm vanilla i don't know how any of this works and you're like <laughs> you're like there's gonna be a tarp and i'm like i have never even considered a tarp but that is an amazing idea costco has like, these really am, good tarps i am like after the party with like a hundred million towels <laughs> and uh, all right all right i just not not all right maybe not vanilla completely maybe you know Dulce de leche? I right. don't know. Dulce. <laughs> A little adjacent from vanilla. So how many of these have you had? And have you had repeat people like the the guys and the girls? Do you use the same girls or the same guys come in? Have you done like a bachelor party where like a whole bunch of guys came that knew each other? Or... I'm so fascinated. Like a bachelor party. Well, I have done bachelor parties. Um they are they're so awkward because i i 
so like here's a group of guys that are like yeah we want to all like bang the same girl together and then they like get in the same room together and like they're all buddies and they're like they they're like oh but also like we don't want to seem gay right so, like let's have blindfolds on like <laughs> like can we all just wait do it one at a time like, like yeah and, and it, it's a very it's a very awkward like I am, I'm for it, and I, you know, am I'm like all for like, you know, you and all your buddies like getting together and like seeing like how many of you can like share a same like human being and like pretend that like it's not gay. But I also find that everybody's sort of like emotionally jarred by that once they're in the room. Um, but my parties, pretty much nobody knows anybody unless they know each other from the parties. Although I have had people who do know each other, like from, uh, well, I'll just say like from, from the community. And it was a really funny kind of like reveal when they were like i think this person is my blah 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 blah. right um yeah and that was that was very funny i'm like because i was like no there's no way you guys know each other from that and then (laughs) it turned out they totally did and it's like and that's like a very and I'm, i'm trying not to like give too much information but it's a very like wholesome family um type of activity that there is no way for them to avoid seeing each other um, because like they're both like committed to being involved in this, you know, community. Right. So it was, it was kind of funny. Um, so there, there is that, like you could run into somebody, you know, but like, you know, there's sort of a, there, there's a code. Um, I think it was after the first group party that like a bunch of them actually went out after the party together. Like a bunch of the guys, like they went out together to like a cigar bar. Like, and like a tailgating thing afterwards. Like, they like, fu- you know, a post party. Yeah. Like they hit, well, <laughs> a rap party. You know, it, there you go. It, yeah. It was, yeah. But you know, and I was like, I guess like, you know, when everyone leaves, I get to kind of process and, uh, you know, talk about what happened with, you know, all of my colleagues, but no one who's there gets to share that experience with anybody else except for the people who are there and they don't really know each other or have any of their contact information for each other. So, um, yeah, it was like, it was funny because I was like, oh, you guys like all bonded while like DPing me. That's cool. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, they couldn't be much closer. There's barely a piece of skin separating them at that point. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Like, you guys have felt each other's dicks, like, inside of my body. That's, like, I don't know how you could be closer. I mean, unless my body wasn't involved at all. Um, And you were just rubbing them straight up together. I was going to say, or unless there's no piece of skin between the two, like the three fingers with the Cheeto dust, like two guys together. That that never so- or like yeah or like they each had like a Cheeto finger in I, I 
you know, I don't know. There's so many possibilities. I guess, like, we haven't explored them all. Like, you could really, like, bond in so many of my holes. <laughs> I think we have a title for the episode. You can bond in so many of my holes. I'm writing that shit down before I forget. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if this will get me kicked off YouTube or not, but <laughs> I mean, not you know, YouTube, off not, iTunes. If you're not risky, if, you're, if it doesn't, like, you should at least get a warning. Yeah. And if you don't get a warning, I'm going to feel disappointed. Uh, I, I, I'm looking I'm for like the warning. I did not do my job if you don't get a warning. Well, there you go. We have another goal. Yeah. Wow. So have you had anybody that was a repeat customer at the little group sessions? Like somebody's like, hey, that was so fun. I want to do it again with a bunch of other random dudes. And You, you know, there's actually. Um, oh, so it is usually a 50-50 split um, between like people who have been to many of the parties and then like total first timers. Um, but yeah, there is. Um, kind of a a selection of gentlemen who, like, it's very much their thing. And there's not, like, for people who, you know, the group thing is something that they're very into, um, like, all joking aside, like, it's a very hard thing to kind of find, um, you know, find access to, and then, you know, ha like, even if you, like, you do know where to find it, single guys cannot just like go to swingers clubs, Right. So I've heard, you know, that's not, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's not an option for them. So it, you know, it, it is something that there is like, um, you know, there, there, there is a, a market of people who, you know, do seek it out and it is something that they're looking for, um, whenever they can, because it's not something they can do very often. Um, so there, there's a group of people that I pretty much see every time. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they show up for like all of them, and it's cool. <laughs> wow. How many is all? It's How many have you done since the first one? <clears throat> Just guess. Um, I think I've done like five or, five or six at this point. Okay. Yeah. And um, and I assume that the the first time somebody comes sees you, comes and sees you because they're gonna come comes to see you. They won't be. <laughs> they won't not. be really. I mean, you know, everyone's body is different. Okay, I I would think that would be that 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 would be um you would take that personal, like all right this of is... course not no 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 I mean like legitimately no I would not no. Um, like you wouldn't make it your mission. Yeah, like, okay, you're saying it's not happening. It's going to happen. Like you're going to make it happen. No. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, it's, it's one of the, you know, cause I feel like, um, I mean, sure. Like that is, you know, my assumed goal when we get started, but not everybody is able to every time. So really my goal is, to have like the best and most incredible experience, however that's going to play out. But like, I don't want anyone to feel the, I don't want anybody to feel the pressure to like, 
you know, like their body has to perform in a certain way. Because sometimes bodies are not going to do that. No, I get that. Um, I, I meant like you took yeah. it, like the pressure is on you, like to, Mm-mm. like, okay. But that wasn't my original question. I diverged from the okay. lane I was going down. We my did. original question was, I would assume the first time somebody comes to see you won't be in a group setting. Like they would have to, you would have to know them and they would have to have some kind of history before they would get the group invite or maybe not. I don't know. You tell me. Well, um, they do have to be screened. So, but they don't necessarily have to know me personally. Or one of the so other girls. If- or one, usually they know one of the other girls. Okay. Sometimes they don't, but usually they do. Uh, so yeah, I mean, most of them are are known people. But I have had people that are like, I've never seen a provider at all before, but I want to come to your party. Like, okay, cool, you can do that. I would just think that would be jumping in the deep end without little floaties on your arm. Like I would, you want to you put know, your. Some people, some people are very like confident in their ability to, you know, open water swim. It's good for them. Yeah, very much so. Like I, I, <laughs> that that's yeah, that's definitely taking off the floaties and jumping in the deep end. That's that's kind of it's kind of next level. Okay. And God bless those people. Just God, God bless their hubris. It's refreshing. So you said the last year has been interesting. So what's what's been going on for you the last year since we talked? Oh, I was lying. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what was the reaction? Yeah, was you said totally... that. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I have, I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. Well, so when I reached out to you about coming back on, you were like, yeah, I, I said, you know, this is the most downloaded podcast, the most comments I've gotten from anybody. And you said you still hear people talking about it. So what was the reaction from people in your world? Because I can tell you the reaction from people in mine when we're done. Oh, my gosh. Um, I no, I'm really interested in hearing like what people said. Like, and your people were like, it was just really interesting to hear you talking. And I, I, I had one client who only recently downloaded them, and he's like, it was kind of cool. It's like you're just sitting there talking, like you do when you're here. And it's like, right? That's you know, like I, I talk to people in my life. That's what I do. But people, people really enjoyed hearing it. Um, it was a little. It, it was. I don't want to say it was weird, but, um, like some people would listen to it, like to prepare for like our date. Really? Um, okay. And, yeah. And then like, I'd have to remember something that I said in like, like, you know, at minute 33 of the second episode, <laughs> you mentioned, I'm like, I like, like okay so what was the context other than minute 33 <laughs> yeah i don't have them memorized and time stamped in my head just you know give me some I, reference I, I appreciate you listening to it um and and all of that <laughs> but yeah though it was they, they really enjoyed it so i appreciate you putting it out there I so know. what did they say on your end were they like Oh, that woman's a hot mess. No, 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 not at all. First off, the most asked question is, well, how do you find her? And I had to explain, like, I was going through, like, a Howard Stern phase. So, like, I interviewed somebody who was 
a stripper real estate agent. I interviewed somebody who was a um, phone sex operator. I interviewed you. Um, there was one other um, that was down that path. And I went and I was like, I, I found her on Twitter. Like I, I searched on Twitter. I followed her stuff, liked a bunch of her comments because she's fucking hilarious on Twitter. I was like, you should follow her either oh way. God. And then uh, I was like, I just sent her a message, said, hey, you know, I'd really like to. And two seconds later, there was a response. I was like, it was quicker than than anything I've ever written on Twitter ever. And uh, it went from there. But that was the most asked question. Like, because a lot of the questions people would ask, we answered. Like, we talked for three fucking hours. So there wasn't a whole lot. We did talk for three hours. (laughs) There wasn't a whole lot left unanswered. And I kept saying, like, you know, is there anything I didn't ask? Like, no, no, you asked you asked everything we would have thought of. So nobody gave me anything to to talk about this time. So you know, we'll be fine. We'll make it work because we're both talkers. But um, that was the most asked question. Was like, how did you find her, and 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 what was it like? I was like, what do you mean? What was it like? You heard what it was like. Like there was no six hours ahead of time getting to know each other, and it was just I hit record and we talked, just like I do with anybody. So. Yeah. Like, did they think that we were like actually like actively fucking like the whole time? <laughs> I, don't, I doubt it. Because that that like that that I mean, honestly, that sounds hellish. But you know, for the most downloaded episode, like I'd do it. <laughs> well, you live in Chicago. No, I, wouldn't. Be, I, no, wouldn't, I wouldn't. I would. I would not. No. Yeah, no. And apparently, your wife would have like a problem with it. I, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I noticed the, the, the thing that I mentioned, I remembered from your Twitter last year was the ditto, the, the, there was a Louboutin box, I think a shoe box and opening ah. the ditto. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see one of those this year. I was kind of sad. There wasn't like a, a Christmas reveal again. That was hilarious last year. Oh, I, you know, I didn't even think about it this year. It was, that was like a really fun prank to play on my child. It, it was. was. Like, Look, it's your first pair, it's first pair of Louis Vuitton. Let me open it up. I'm like, oh, it's a ditto. <laughs> and if you don't play Pokemon Go, you don't get the reference, but I don't care because that shit was funny. That was hilarious. Because it is exactly what it's like to get a ditto. Exactly. You think you're getting one it thing. It is exactly what it's like. Like you think you're script. getting something that like you were really excited about, and then you're like, oh, "Fucking ditto!" Unless you needed the ditto, and you people put on like Facebook on there's there's Pokemon groups on Facebook where people are like, "I'm trying to find the ditto to get this stupid task done." And then, oh my! Yeah. Anyway, um, and then you know the other questions were like, you know, is is she honest? Is everything she said for real? Like, is she really that? Is she really a a, a escort? Why'd you have to whisper? Yes, she's really an escort. Like it's it's not it's not like it's like a weird like like we're just out there. It's the oldest <laughs> profession. Know. You know somebody I who know. did like, this. Like it's, like it's, is she really like one of those? Does she really do that? Yes. No. She didn't play act for three fucking hours, coming up with scenarios on the fly. Like that would be the best improv ever. If she didn't know what to say, she didn't have the actions or the the reality of the situations to talk about. When we asked, of course, that's her life. We're like, oh, my God, what's, you know, wow. It's just funny. Like in, 
like in real life, like in the wild. Because <laughs> like, did you have to go to Amsterdam to find her? No, actually, Chicago. She's in Chicago. It was fine. Seriously, like suburban. Like <laughs> I live in the suburbs of Chicago. Like I, my kids go to public school. Like it's totally, yeah. It's it's just a thing. <laughs> I just, I live in the real world. Exactly, and you'd be in the. I go. You know, you're walking past them at the grocery store. Trust me, there's people that you don't know. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I run into clients everywhere. That was um, one of my questions. I don't know if I asked that last time. So, like, you're in the grocery store and you are got your little shopping cart and then you see somebody coming the other way with their spouse or without their spouse, maybe with their kids, and you guys meet eyes. Like, what's that like? Um, I don't – I mean, in – in that context, like my my job is to not know them, right? And like they, I feel like they should know that, but you know, they have they give themselves away, <laughs> and I and I'm like, you know, and I want to tell them like like just be chill, like get stop looking like horrified and like something ter- terrible is about to happen, like I. I'm just here picking up kale. I don't know you. I'm not going to like walk up to your wife and be like, do you have any idea how much your husband is into water sports? Like that's not something. (laughs) Not something like I'm going to do in like the kosher aisle. Like you don't like that. There's like, like there's hooker etiquette. There's like, Kroger etiquette, like in those two combined, like you don't do that. Right. Either one of those would preclude you from having that conversation about water sports. Right. <laughs> Whether it's a hooker uh, or an ex girlfriend, no. you're not just going to go, oh my God, yeah. I pegged you. Remember? Oh my God, I can't believe right? how much you Oh my took. God, remember we broke, we broke my dildo? Like, I just read that the other day too. <laughs> you said the guy broke it off. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah it, it well yeah it broke it broke it yeah and yeah god i love that guy he's so fun he i don't know if he's listening but if he is like she, i'm still so proud of you <laughs> i'm so proud of you i'm proud of you how is yeah, what's I'm what's really, the pride i'm really proud of you. like he he broke a dildo like <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> oh, okay. He's also he's also done a lot of personal work, um, like just really just kind of exploring his uh, what he likes, and and he's he's actually come to terms with like a lot of stuff that he was he had a lot of anxiety about coming to terms with. So I'm also proud of him for that. But mostly, like, breaking that dildo. <laughs> but definitely that. Like, the other but stuff, that, like, oh, your, your personal growth and you're, you know, learning more about yourself and being more open. Hey, that's all great. But when you broke that dildo off, <laughs> that was the yeah. Mount Rushmore of. <laughs> that was super did you save uh, it? Like, do you still have it? So, like, you could bring it out. I do, and... still, I do still have it. I because I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what to do because it's not like a big dildo. I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. You should give it to him. Like, it's a gift. It's a parting gift. I don't. 
Um, what are you going to do with it? Like, what's he going to do with it? He, you're right. He can't take it home. Like, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I didn't even think about the other side of that. <laughs> He's going to bronze it. He like, can't put, put it on, on the, the trophy like, case. <laughs> yeah, it's not. No. He can't put pictures of it on Facebook. Like, you know, his crowning achievement for the world to see. Yeah, look what I did in 2019. I broke a hooker's dildo in the hole. Like, <laughs> like, was it at the end, or was it like, did that? Like, how did the did that? Were you done, or was he done, or was it just no. like, did it just end then because it broke, or? No, I mean it didn't. It it broke to the point. I mean, like by the end, it, well, because it was, it's kind of a softer material. So what happened was it kind of like tore, um, like I had, I was like pushing it as far in as I could with my finger and it was like denting the base. Um, and then it like tore up through the middle and it was okay to use it. Like by the end, the base had actually like ripped. Because um, it was just this really like soft silicone um, dildo, so it it ripped. So now it can't be can't be used. Uh, my it, it, this if this was I'm stuttering over my words. If this was okay. a video podcast, you would have seen my jaw agape as you're describing this. I, I I don't know what I was picturing. I don't know if I was picturing it as like a strap on attached to you and it broke off in him. I just didn't picture you using your fingers to move it in and out, and then it just tore. Well, yeah, it will. You know, I was using both because um, sometimes it's like you know the strap on is fun, but it can, you know, it you're you're limited by like angles and um, it, it's like you can get a little bit more. Um, you can you can. Get a little, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Better angles, um, more flex. Vigorous, more vigorous, better speed, better depth. Um, uh, it's not as awkward if you're just like using your hand. Um, so, you know, I mean, I had it in the, I had it in the harness and then I had taken it out and then, but he actually, but yeah. And then I couldn't put it back in the harness cause it was, it was torn, and so um, I was going to get another dildo for that harness, but I ended up, well, here's the thing. I ended up leaving the harness at his place, so he has my harness if he wants to, like. Um, <laughs> so you took the broken that, part, and he, he kept he, the part he, that he, works? Yeah, <laughs> he kept the part that works. So you guys and can. I hope that. I hope that maybe like when he's not with me, he's able to like use that um, with whoever he meets in the night. Um, if it's not, if it's not me, like I hope that it's somebody. I wouldn't, I guess I shouldn't, I, I don't know how I would know or wouldn't know, but I d wouldn't have thought that they were interchangeable. I would have thought the harness was like, it has one apparatus attached and it's like one piece i i don't know no it has um There's no a... it's 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 
you know, it's a harness. So, and right. then you like put the piece in there and then it's secured in the harness. Um, and then there's like different size rings that'll secure it in there. Uh, and there's different kinds of harnesses. You can have ones that are like strapped to your body. You can have ones that um, are actually, they, they wear more like underwear. Um, that he would wear? So he would just walk around with that inside of him? Or you're saying that you would put the underwear oh. on and then it would? No, no, no. So I would wear the harness. Right. And it would, um, so the, the harness would wear like, um, you know, so I would be able to like attach the dildo to the harness, like right, like on the front of like my pubic bone, I guess. I'm Googling um, right now as you talk. Keep talking on this. <laughs> I'm not like keep talking, like making it dirty. I'm just saying keep talking. I'm Googling. Oh my God. Okay. But like, oh, but, but you're also like, keep talking. Yeah, that too. Uh, but <laughs> um, yeah, but no, 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 no. But I mean, like, if, I mean, he could wear it. Um, and like, he could figure out how he wanted to adjust himself, like, over or under it um, with a partner yeah and then there would be like two options or he could have a partner who would wear it that is also an option that person would have to bring their own dildo though it's like a byod situation because i broke the one right and took it with me but it wouldn't go back in the harness anyway but it's probably a i mean he has it he can it's not well. It's not like you can go to the store. I guess you could take the harness and go to a store and be like, "Hey, I need something that fits in this." I I, I don't know. Well, there's so you can switch out the rings. So there's like these like um, they're called O rings. They're like these, you know, usually rubber. Sometimes they're metal. They're but they're rings, and they are you put the so the ring is what gets secured to the harness, and you put like the dildo through the ring. Got it. Okay. I'm yeah. done. I'm done googling. So I don't need these pictures of my search history. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like more of these pictures. I was gonna say, like they're not already there. What am I kidding? Mm-hmm. Um. So he broke. Okay. So is that the? Is that? Yeah. That can't be the first sex-related injury. Not really an injury, but an injury to a toy. Or is there? Have you ever had a sex-related injury where you're? With somebody and they like pull a hamstring or they. Oh, that's a good question. Or have um, you had a sex related injury? Like you're all of a sudden going like, oh, Jesus, I tweaked my this or that. Other than, you know, your amazing butthole you've mentioned. You'll never tweak that. I have never, I have never injured my butthole. Like that is, like that thing is indestructible. <laughs> I, it's. <laughs> It is like the the softest, most pliable, like reinforced steel on the planet. Like it is supple but strong. <laughs> softest uh, reinforced steel. <laughs> I'm trying to picture what that would be like. I have no frame of reference. You can't. No, you can't. nobody it's, can it's imagine. Fucking magic. If it you're in Chicago, magic. you can find out. But if you're not, you can find out for the low price of five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's but like yeah. It is a bargain, my friends. What about injuries? You are never going to... Injuries. Yep. Um, 
I mean, you know, I like, you know, general like swelling, like that happens. Um, yeah, so like I keep, um, so here's a, here's a pro tip, like for <laughs> anybody. Everybody get your pen out. Pro tips. Yeah. So um, if you have like swelling, like in your groin region, keeping a frozen condom in your freezer um, is like super great because you can just like lay it like in between your legs and it's like this perfect size, like small, but like easy to to put in there. Uh, ice pack, just like right there for your crotch. So um, yeah, I, I have basically like an ice dildo in my fridge at all times because sometimes, you know, Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta ice that shit down. <laughs> so you mentioned children. How do you explain? Like, do you put that behind the egos in the freezer, or do you have a freezer like this is mommy's freezer, or do they just see it and don't ask? Or no, we we're you know my kids. It's it's not it's not a secret. Um, they're old enough to like understand and you know kids if people are like shocked that like my kids are like okay with it um but they understand work and they know what sex is and so like the idea that it's my job is not that weird to them um because there's not like a lot of stigma or shame around sex in our house uh so it's it's a joke like we think it's very funny that like i'm weird like that like they get that it's not a normal thing for like moms to keep like dildos in the dishwasher um or to have like a dildo bag um but you know it's 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 a funny thing and sometimes they're just like can we hide that when my friends come over i was just gonna say when friends come over or you know, somebody takes we it out. We don't have of... a lot of we don't have a lot of house gas. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do Do you mind saying how old your kids are? I'm just curious. Oh, they're um, nine and twelve. Okay, I have two twelve year old yeah, daughters my, of my uh, middle ages. So yeah. I'm... Yeah, I mean, like my younger one at one point, kind of was just like. She was, she's upset about the idea that it's illegal. And she just looks at me and she's like, I don't understand, mom. She's like, you know, being a parent is a job and you have to have sex to be a parent. So how is that not the same thing as as like being a sex worker? Um, And I was like, you know, that's, that's true. So like, Having sex is a job. Having a baby is a job. You have to have sex to have a baby. Okay. I I, I just Yeah. Yeah. The when it when it first came out, was it tough? Like did it did you plan having the conversation with whoever found out first? And then just it came out naturally, or was it like a surprise? Or if and again, if you don't want to talk about that, you just tell me. We fuck off and talk about. Something well, else. so I mean, we um, 
we already, you know, we did like volunteer work for sex workers. Mm -hmm. Um, So like my kids knew what sex work was and they knew that, you know, here's, you know, these moms that we knew that were doing this job um, to like, you know, because, you know, that's their job. Parents have jobs. Pay the bills. Um, But like sometimes, yeah. And you know, and, and the, one of the really great things about sex work is that I do have so many, I mean, it, my, my schedule where I'm out of the house is so limited and I can really, really control that. So I have a lot of free time to like be a stay at home mom who's like hands on all the time, like with them cooking breakfast, like, you know, at parent-teacher conferences, at after-school activities, like, taking them to swim practice and band practice. Like, I'm around all the time, and I make the income of a parent who is working 60 hours a week. Right. And that is not – and that's not lost on my children, Uh, you know, that that I'm around and we're solvent. So that's – yeah. So like they, you know, so they saw that, you know, so they knew that like I had these friends that had these jobs that, you know, they were trying to support their families, but they were also going to jail. And my kids thought it was stupid that anyone would go to jail for just like doing what they needed to do to pay the bills when nobody was being hurt. Um, and then they, my older, my son kind of put it together. He's like, Hey, you hang out with a lot of sex workers are you a sex worker? And I was like, yeah. And then he didn't want to tell his sister because he was like, she's not old enough. I was like, okay. I'm like, I agree. Let's, let's wait until they're a little older to get it. Um, and then like two weeks later, he just let it out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it, they were, they were very, they were just like, oh, okay. But they already knew what it was. And, you know, I talked to them, like, you know, how do you feel about that? Like, are, you know, do you feel weird about it? You know, do you have any questions? And they're both like, you know, you're around all the time and we have really good birthdays and really good Christmases. And, you know, that's, that's what they want. Absolutely. And also, and also like we have a house that tells a lot of dildo jokes. So... (laughs) I just imagine one of my kids would go into the freezer and take out this frozen condom and like put it in a Tervis cup and fill the Tervis cup with soda and wait till somebody sees them drinking this phallic ice cubed drink just to crack everybody up. Like I just imagine my girls being idiots about it. I think it would be hilarious. That that would be that would be funny, and I am a little disappointed in my children right now because that because <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Um, but also, like I'm guessing that it would make their drink taste terrible. Well, you don't. You just you know, like hey, you fill the cup up, and then you go like, hey, you want a drink? Because they won't have a drink, and then have them freak oh. out. Wait, hold. On. I think my headphones just died. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it would make the drink taste terrible. But yeah, you could you could actually do it. So you bring the drink to the table when they don't have one. Like, hey, you want a drink? And then they crack up. I don't know. Maybe I would yeah. bring it to the table. 
I mean, you could still do it. I mean, there's nothing stopping you from doing that right now. Uh, the aforementioned wife <laughs> may not find it the funniest thing. We actually just took in two foster kids. So I now have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. So I would have to explain to them what that was. And that would. They could not see into the back of the freezer. So no, I'm saying if I walked in with a cup with it sticking out the top, like with the recept, the reservoir tip filled up and frozen sticking well, out the top. No, you wait until it's like a party and the younger kids aren't paying attention and then you just like hand it to a guest or, <laughs> you know, your mother in law or whatever. <laughs> I think I'll pass. I'll pass on that one. But if you, anybody Happy at home, if you want to do grandma. that, anybody at home, if you're thinking like, wow, what can I do to really shock my friends? Frozen condom ice cubes. Oh Knock God. yourself out. Make a video. Make a video, please. And make send, a video. Send, send me a YouTube link. And, yeah. then, and then send us the link. Yeah. That would be we so want, funny. We want to see that. That would be amazing. That would I, be awesome. Yeah. So what was your holiday season like? Like in your industry, your business, do you, you obviously have peaks and valleys. They have peaks and valleys at hamburger mm-hmm. restaurants. So like what's the busier they season do. for you? Um, so when, you know, vacation time, like when time is off from, like when kids are off from school, um, dads are with their families and they are not with me. Okay. So um, the, you know, so... Christmas break is slow. Summer, slow. Um, things really pick up um, right before the break. So, and then um, I think January tends to be pretty good for me. People April are trying to make May. up for the Christmas gifts they didn't get from their family. So, like, I'll treat myself, fool. I'm like, <laughs> I would love, yeah. I, and I think it's a great way to treat yourself. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like April and May are really like prime for me. June tends to be pretty good, like in the early, in the early part. But I think 2020 is going to be a better year in, in the United States, um, because it seems like we're having like more advertising options are coming around, um, there's kind of an industry divide on there's review boards, which is like Yelp for sex workers, but like way worse and more disgusting in a lot of ways. And I mean, like Yelp is pretty gross. Yeah. People can be pretty Yelp graphic and pretty nasty on gross, but yeah. Yeah, um, so reviews are back. So this is like basically this review site where people write slash fic about their actual encounter with you, and then they rate you on the inside of your body. So... Hold on, your your phone your phone's <laughs> chopping in and out a little bit. So if you didn't hear what she said, there's a website called The Erotic Review, one word, and it was blocked for a year and a half, I think, in the United States. Was it that long? Um, it was almost 
three years. Jeez, okay. Two or three years, yeah. So mm-hmm. people in the United States couldn't see it. So it's like, yeah, it's like she said, it's like Yelp for sex workers. So massage places or people that give massages or actual sex work or whatever, you go on there, you put in your city and your state and then like search, you can search for different keywords and whatever. And I just saw on her Twitter a couple weeks ago, like maybe it was last week, like I got my first new review and i was like i didn't even know the site was was unblocked so yeah yeah and i you know basically it's that like i'm old and okay at what i do but really really great at being old and okay at what i do that's what the review said it was a weird i mean that was like sort of the summary of the review and i was just like i'm like i'm just gonna title this like wizened mediocrity It was like, she's really good, and she's really pretty, but she looked her age, and I was really impressed, but it was nothing spectacular. Seven out of seven, would recommend. I'm like, what, is, what even is all of this? So I was amused. I was very amused. But also, I was like, seven out of seven, that's harsh. Like All my other ones are like nines and tens, so... I was like, I guess, I guess the years have been unkind to me. Well, the site's been shut down. What about the history from your previous reviews? Are they still there or are you starting from scratch? I guess guess it's been two years. I guess it's been two years because my last one was from 2018. So no, those are still up there. So it's still like nine, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, (laughs) Yeah. But so you probably know who it was because. I don't. No, I don't. I and I'm trying to figure that out, but I mean, I don't know. It's not. It's not super important, but there's um, no there's no telltale details in the review. Like, and then she broke the thing off in my ass, and <laughs> that would tell you is the ass. No, no. Well, there there was one <laughs> there was one detail which said that I opened the door in black lingerie, and I pretty much never ever answer the door in like just lingerie. But there was, like, one time that I I had something going. It was, like, I couldn't – I mean, I forgot my clothes. <laughs> or there was, like, an issue with whatever I had planned on wearing. But there was, like, one time that I, I'm pretty sure I was, like, oh, well, I'm just doing this in my laundry. Um so is the fear like you're going to open the door and it's going to be the hotel manager or something like, like, why wouldn't you answer? I would want you to answer the door in laundry. Like, I, I don't know. Um, no, because I mean, it's, it's, you know, an apartment. So it's my, you know, it's my private place. Um, okay. I just, yeah. I don't, I, maybe I'm just a prude. I don't know. I'm just like, no, you answer, you answer the door like a civilized human being dressed in clothes that you're going to take off in 10 seconds. But <laughs> So something not, you know, not with a lot of strings and laces and buckles, something easy to take off, oh, but still sexy. No, not, not, no, no, actually, I get teased a lot for that because I'll be like, I mean, I just, I like to look nice. And I also think that part of the fun is like undressing. Unwrapping the present. And... Yeah, and 
I, I, I don't know. I feel weird opening the door in lingerie and maybe that's just like my Midwestern sensibilities. I don't know. Um, but I, I do. And sometimes I really have not thought about it. And I'm like with a client, I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. There's like, I have like these double breasted dresses and so I'm like unbuttoning them. I'm like, hold on. There's like three more buttons on the inside. <laughs> okay. And then, and they're also like belted. So it's like, I'm unbelting and I'm like, here are like seven buttons on the left side. And also like three buttons on the inside, on the right side. It's like, we'll get there. We'll get there. You know, we've got an hour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you so, you, so, so no, you, it's, it's not it's not necessarily like easy to remove but they look nice like when i open the door i look good like i want to look like something that you want something i want you know i just i want to look classy and respectable and like you're ready to fuck my classy respectable butt it's like, I, I was really waiting. Wanna, I really want to lick that classy, respectable butthole. Like, that's what I want you to think. So, y- I really want to like jizz on that classy, respectable face. Like, that's what I want. So, you've brought up some interesting, sp- very specific questions. So, oral sex with a client? Are you? How, how does that work? Are you? Is it like, if you're going to give a guy oral, they're wearing a condom or no condom? First off. Oh my gosh. Should I? Um, Does it oh dip- my gosh. This is, this is a very like hotly contested um, topic in, in the community. Yeah. Um, you know what? Because sometimes it changes. I'm not, sometimes it changes. So you, I'll just leave it at that. So it's not, cons- it's not a hundred percent consistent one side or the other. Okay. What about right. them on you? Are you okay with that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Please. Yes. <laughs> like, no, I don't want this to feel good. Like, what? So you mentioned the mouth on the butt. So is that yeah. guy to you, you to them? I, I'm, I'm curious. It's both. It's both. Okay. Um, some people, uh, well, okay. If I'm going to lick your butt, it better be clean. Um, there is a real thing, and I don't. If somebody wants to explain this to me, and I have not had it explained to me, um, like there's a lot of guys who think it's gay to like wash between their butt cheeks, and they won't do it. That I, I've heard a lot of things. I've never heard that before. That's a thing. That is a thing thing. You and would know more than me. It's super weird. That's gross. Too, because, yeah, it, it's very gross. It's so gross. And also, like, Ugh. it's the thing that's keeping you from, like, getting gangbanged by, like, a bunch of hot, sweaty men is, like, well, but if I wash my butt, that's going to happen. Like, you're already, like, super gay. Body wash is not the thing that's, like, keeping you heterosexual right now. <laughs> like your refusal to touch, to like have a clean and sanitary existence is not 
Like, first of all, that's like a terrible thing to do to women. Please don't do that to women. But also, um, just go fuck a dude. I mean, it's it's fine. And wash your butt. If we didn't already if have a going, title for the episode, get... Body Wash Will Not Make You Gay would have been the title, I swear. <laughs> and also, like, I, I'm just like, you know, you're going to get, like, MRSA. I'm, I'm always just like, you are, how do you not have, like, skin infections? That is, you're going to get chapped. You're going to get, like, that is not, you need to wash. You just need to wash. You yes. need to wipe. You need to wash. You need to rinse. All of that. And it's not only not going to make you gay, but it's going to make you, like, better in bed with women. And less so, itchy. Just, less itchy. And less itchy. Like, yeah. just not smelling like shit is a real real turn-on for women. Like, so if you're into being straight, like, women are super into guys with clean butts. <laughs> New title. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many quotable things from this episode. I love that. <laughs> Women are super into guys with clean butts. That's words to live yeah. by, guys. If I had the little sound effect from NBC, The More You Know, that would be the perfect time to drop it. Women are... It would. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's where we stop on part one. Uh, be sure to check back next Tuesday for part two. Um, it just gets better from here. She's super funny. I hope you're enjoying her as much as I did. Um, the website, sagofsteverogers.com. The email address, steve at sagofsteverogers.com. Support the show, fan-supported show. The only way um, we keep it going is through the support of the people. So either share the link, tell a friend, or if you can afford $2, $4, $6, $8, $10, $12, whatever, any dollars, uh, patreon.com slash saga of Steve Rogers is the way to get back to the show. Uh, thanks for listening. Susu studio, live long and prosper, make better choices, get better results. Don't let your kids sneeze in your face. This is what happens. Bye. <laughs> Yeah.
join him in the Hall of Fame. But I swear I'll never quit trying. The beast in me cannot be tamed. They say I'll die a poor man, a recluse with nothing to eat. But I've got my cash, got my spirit, and that's all this hillbilly needs. But I don't care what people say about me behind my back. Cause me and the man got it all figured out. Me and the man in black. Well, I got cash.